This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. That's assuming they only have one unit of Tauntauns. So. Yeah, so know the displacement rules is the. Newsflash, they won't have just one. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Welcome back to Notorious Scoundrels Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm joined by Mike and David. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Doing good. I'm working on my tauntauns. They're mostly painted up. So still got some, some left to go, but I'm looking forward to actually putting them on the table once they're fully painted. What, what color are yeah. you painting your tauntauns? Are they going to be like snow tauntauns? Are they going to be like some of those sweet tauntauns from Star Wars The Old Republic that are six billion different colors um well i have this strange habit of buying models that are gray and then painting them gray nice so they're actually going to be gray (laughs) with black claws and kind of like a light gray dry brush they're they're supposed to fit my army's kind of ashen volcano theme kind of Mm. blasted theme so is the rider dude also going to be gray? Uh, no, actually, they're they're wearing these sort of modified traditional veterans uniforms with red scarves because red's the army color. Okay, and then they cool. have some different colored blankets on the backs of the saddles to signify which tauntauns belong to which unit. That's dope. Explain to me some of the narrative here. How did these furry beasts end up on this volcano planet? I don't know. They're just like they're some sort of distant cousin, you know. They they evolved parallel to Tauntauns, I guess. I don't know. It's it's just like snowtroopers. They're not snowtroopers. They're hazard yeah, uh, troopers. Hostile Tauntauns, Tauntauns are like hostile environment lizards. Snowtroopers you know? didn't evolve. <laughs> <laughs> That's just hey, gear. You know what? We're talking about a world with laser swords and arcing shots in space. So, you know. I mean, it's just like it's just like a video game. We just reskinned them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we their model to save money. That's where I was headed with that. That's all Star Wars: The Old Republic did is they just like reskinned like tauntauns and stuff in, in like fifteen hundred different colors. And it was like, oh, well, we've got new mounts. Yeah, so I just they were barely just reskinned their tauntauns to save money. I don't know. All right, so some uh, housekeeping. Um, we have a giveaway uh, to announce, and that giveaway is a Clone Wars core set. Pretty sweet. Yep, and the release of Clone Wars to the general public obviously uh, is not until it is probably at least September. Um, so, uh, yeah, get you, if you didn't get it, get to Gen Con. Um, you can get yourself an early core set. Um, so it will be randomly selected from a pool of people that. Uh, uh, you can essentially get like more entries for doing things like liking us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube. Um, there's like two other things which I'm forgetting. This is why I don't do plugs. Um, but uh, <laughs> basically, uh, if you um, I'm enjoying you know Jay's like our stuff right now. <laughs> I know. He's like, well, I'm scoring. Uh, <laughs> this is Jay. We need to put this stuff in the show notes. <laughs> um all right so like us on facebook subscribe to our youtube channel and uh you might uh win a corset and do two other things which i can't remember which we'll tell you next week 
<laughs> Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is a giveaway. Uh, we also need... Uh, so um, Mike and I are in the Northern Virginia area, so our home event is Nova Open, uh, which we are very excited about. Uh, and that's in three-ish weeks. Um, so that is a grand championship, which is, I think, four spots for Worlds. But in addition to the tournament, there is also each evening a narrative event, which looks super fun. There's, um, uh, It's like a progression uh, over multiple days, and it's Rebels versus Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no mirror matches, totally themed. Um, but they are short on Rebels. Um, we have, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a lot of empire players in, in the DC area slash Northern Virginia area. So, uh, they're like grossly short on rebels right now. Um, so if you're a rebel player and you like Legion and you're free in the evenings at Nova open, go ahead and sign up for that. Um, and, uh, win some glory for the rebel Alliance. So bring your tauntauns. And bring your tauntauns yeah. because they're off. Awesome. Their belly needs more tauntauns. Yep. Uh, also, uh, plugging the Patreon again. We have a Patreon. We just um, reached the five hundred dollar a month level, which means we're going to do battle reports. And if we hit one thousand, that means we're going to start streaming stuff. So uh, we are s- s- like events and, and things like that. If you saw our Adepticon um, last chance qualifier and high command stream from. Uh, last March, not last March, this March, six months ago, March, five months ago, March. Um, <laughs> You're numbers, man. Uh, we love we we love you, Jay. He's got kids. Um, His time is warped. Yeah. You know, it's like, That's true. it is. No, it really is. The days like just totally blend together. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I am. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Streaming. Um, Adepticon, if you like <laughs> Choo-choo! Am I doing this on purpose or not, Jay? That's the question. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, if you liked our streaming, um, you know, support us on Patreon. So, yeah, that's it for housekeeping. Uh, let's hit some... So, we're going to talk about a couple things today. We're going to talk about we have we have had no shortage of preview articles from FFG, so they dropped another one on us last week with uh, those specialist packs. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk in our Legion 101 section about displacement because that is a very hot topic with Tauntauns trampling all over gun lines. Um, and Dubacks, don't forget Dubacks. Yeah, Dubacks soon will be. Uh, it's, not, it's they're probably going to be this month or maybe early next month, somewhere in there. That's the next release, the next like normal release. So speaking of dubacks, we've got some sweet dubacle shirts for our twenty five dollars and over Patreon subs. We do. So yep. Check that out. So for those that missed it, uh, all of the Gen Con dubacks that were sold were on ATST sized bases, which is obviously not the right size. Um, so while we briefly bowed to our extremely fast uh, lizard flame lizard overlords um ffg did decide to, <laughs> they said they would ship the correct size bases if you got one that was incorrect so um there's a link floating around on the discord and on facebook and such that you can go to to request your correctly sized base if you got one yeah it's so check that out it's the uh, standard like missing parts 
page. Yeah. And it's right. just, you just put in that you are missing the do back base and they'll send you a new one. Yep. And, and if you already put it on your ATSD size base and spend a bunch of work basing it and making pretty little bushes and stuff on it, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, um, you know, I know we're like super tangentially now, but Matt, Derek, and Luke were amazing. They like, as soon as everybody figured it out within like three hours, they were all over social media handling the issue. Thank you. Yep, totally. So that would be uh, Matt Holland, Derek Fuchs, and Luke Eddy. Uh, the, the sculpting lead, the community dude, and uh, and Luke Eddy, the, the developer the um, for FFG. Nice. Yeah, I think his official title is uh, community lead. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, I'm sorry if I just butchered your title. Um, but yes, they were all over Facebook. They were all over Discord interacting with people. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, it's great to see that kind of... Um, you know, direct interaction with F of G. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to look at, uh, in the tactics section, we're actually going to look at what the meta looks like post Tauntauns because Tauntauns are making a scene. Um, and, uh, maybe it's, we're going to talk about some counters to that, including perhaps a comeback of linebacker units. And then if we have time, we've got an exploration section where we're going to talk about triple IRG because Mr. David LeBlanc out in, uh, California won an RPQ with it, so which is pretty impressive. No palp in that list either, just uh, Veer's triple RG. So, welcome to in the news. Um, all right, you guys want to talk some specialist pack weapons? Can we talk about how dope those aliens look? Because oh my god, yeah. Um, so I was super excited to see these for multiple reasons. The first is, uh, so we're so I should caveat this. We're going to limit our discussion today to the uh, rebel and empire weapons slash upgrades because the um, uh, a it's going to be a while before we see the the anything for uh, droids and and separatists. Sorry, droids and separatists. Those are the same thing for separatists and clones. Um, you know, outside of those that have Gen Con stuff, but also um, their weapons weren't like fully spoiled, but the rebel and empire stuff was so. We're going to limit our discussion to that, but there's plenty to talk about there. Um, I was super excited to see these just because it means, you know, there's alternatives to Z6s and DLTs. Sort of. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, one of the new weapons is a DLT. Uh, <laughs> um, but there are certainly alternatives. They just happen to be Z6s and DLT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and they look like legit alternatives. You know, this is not a release where it's another exhaust weapon. You're like, oh, I'm never going to take that. Um, they look like they're priced pretty well, but the effects look interesting. They look like side grades, which is perfect. Uh, I mean, how could you not but, want to field an Athorian with a shotgun in your army? I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you don't even have to give them the shotgun. So the other thing about the models, uh, Derek actually came on the Discord and talked about this. Um, is that the like arm arms and stuff are swappable? Yeah. So if you want to make just like a and they also have normal like in the rebel kit they have like A20As which is the rebel trooper normal weapon and in the stormtrooper kit they have E11s apparently which is like the normal you know stormtrooper weapon. So if you want to make like an Ithorian with an A20A and just make him like a normal rebel trooper dude and put him in one of your rebel trooper units you can do that. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. 
I just I don't know. They all just look so so good. I so the one thing that I really had a bone to pick with Rebels when they came out was they were all human. Yep. There's not a human in this pack. Love it. Yep. Every single one. Every single one is an alien. Um, and my my buddy uh, plays with Thorians and our like RPG stuff exclusively, and I haven't ever been able to really find like a good model for his his dude. Now I've got one. It's gonna be there. Great. You go. It's perfect. Yep. Um, but how about these weapons? Yeah, so you got... Let's do the Rebels first, because Rebels are, are better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, totally I'm unbiased, just kidding. But I do think the um, came out better on top here. Uh, we'll see. It's we'll see. fun to get a... Right. It's, yeah. Um, all right. Let's, so let's talk about the shotgun. Uh, yeah. It is the SX-21. It's got two red, two white. Um, it doesn't have critical or anything fancy like that, but it does have impact. Um, unfortunately, it is range one to two because it's a shotgun. So it's basically an impact shotgun. Um, but it comes in at, what is it, 20 points? Yes. Uh, so that's pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hard to complain about something that costs 20 points, right? Yeah, considering that you know you upgraded, you got a sixty-point unit, and you can put like you know frag grenades on it for sixty-five. Like that's pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, so the dice on this thing are really strong. Two red, two white. Um, you know, it doesn't. They don't surge, obviously, uh, and it doesn't have pierce, so it's not going to be like quite as strong as fleet troopers. But they can also, you know, they're cheaper by seven points than fleets with a shotgun. Uh, and uh, five black dice at range three, uh, which is not terrible. You no. know, if like fleets can't throw any dice at range three, so fleets also don't have a I mean, I and, think that this is actually overall a better comparison to Z6, um, just in that it's more efficient. Like the the shotgun is better on average. It has a lower ceiling, um, but it is less points than the Z6. And on average, it's going to have a higher hit pool. Yeah, so let's talk about numbers real quick. Um, so I did run efficiency calcs on these uh, because I was super excited to see new weapons. So the SX-21, um, on average, gets you four hits, uh, which is a half a hit more than like a five-man Z6 unit. Um, and it costs two less points. So that comes in at uh, 0.067 net hits per point. It's Which probably. is still shy, still shy of fleet troopers, but that's like way more than a Z6. Z6 is 0.056, so that's like what, like 15 to 20 percent more than a Z6. Yeah, and it's got to be. I would imagine the uh, like the standard deviation's got to be a lot narrower, right? Because of those red dice, I would guess. Right, exactly. Your the variance, um, like on your outcomes, is much lower because you're pretty much always banking two hits with those red dice. We're doing you know, it three it's, quarters of the time, right? Because of the no surge. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's it's a it's a death trooper pool, but without surge. It's actually identical. You've got four blacks, two uh, except for you got one extra white dice. So it's four blacks, two reds, two whites. Sixty points, um, people. Sixty yeah, points. For, yeah, for sixty for points. Sixty points. Yeah. And it and it has impact. You know, if you got right. a tank up in your it grill, fires. So. A, I guess, for lack of a better term, an AP round, <laughs> which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. This this feels like the Rebel Swiss Army knife to me, um, in that 
it's it can deal with vehicles a little better than the Z6 can. It deals with troopers. Like it, it's definitely range two, and you don't want to be close. <laughs> Generally, as rebels, so that might be its right. downfall. At least, at least not as rebel troopers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I do feel like as far as once this gun is in range, it's far more Swiss Army knifey than the Z6 ever was. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's straight up better as far as hits are concerned, and you get impact in the bargain. So it's also fantastic at engaging the tank the occupier like i would love to have a unit of these just like in my pocket and using them as close mm-hmm. range support seems like yeah. a good one of like instead of taking fleets right yeah exactly you know like take take three to four combinations e6 dlts uh you know and then like one of these right. plus if you've got like a build where you're like one or two points shy there's your one or two points right there yep exactly just chop you know 62 down to 60 and you're good yeah, super handy. Speaking of DLTs, uh, how how long have Rebels been crying for a DLT? Forever. The answer is like, <laughs> forever. Since release. Yeah. You know what? Now we get one. Yeah. So it is it is the DLT twenty, which is which is one number more than the DLT nineteen, which means it's better. Clearly, sort of. um, mean better. <laughs> what is the what does the letter on the end of it mean? Does that like a? a I don't know. A is that like an alpha build, an alpha prototype build, or whatever? I don't it, know. it probably means it's a version that's not finished yet. Cool. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this while we're talking because uh, you know I'm curious. It is called a a lung bladder, apparently. That's that's the that's the nickname for it. Um, it's called a what? A long blaster. A long huh. blaster. Yeah. Interesting. It was a prize. Um, it was a long rifle. I guess. Uh, it doesn't say what the A stands for. Um, that's unfortunate. All right. Anyway, what it does do <laughs> is is throw dice at range four. I it it does more than that though, Kyle. Yeah. It does so a lot more. It does a lot more than that. So it's two black and a white. Uh, it is critical one, which is probably the most important part. Yeah, savage. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, the dice are good, but critical one on a unit that doesn't surge to hit. You know, now you can not be sad about rolling surges with your rebel troopers. I mean, effectively, you throw this in a uh, it's a five man rebel unit, right? You've got seven dice. On average, critical one is surge to crit. Uh, right. Yep. I mean, it's it's not quite surge to crit, so don't quote me on that. But it, it is it is effectively surge to to crit on average, right? So, which is pretty good. Uh, it totally. does cost four more points in the DLT or than the Z six though. Yes, you also can put suppression tokens down at range four, which I'm sure you've been dying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's I mean, also way more effective than the standard DLT because of critical one, in that. On average, it puts way more stuff at range four through heavy cover. Yep. Yeah, with the three dice pool, like what are the chances you roll crit surge? Like that's pretty good. It is. Um, so uh, let's talk some numbers. So real quick, <laughs> it um, it averages when you do the full pool at range three, it's like three point eight five ish hits. Um, so without critical, it would be like the raw dice would just be 3.25. So critical adds about a little over half of a hit. Um, so it's still slightly better than the Z6 on average. 
Right, because the Z6 is three and a half at range three. Yeah, okay. notably though, it's more expensive. It is more yeah. expensive. It's twenty. It's twenty six points instead of twenty two for the Z6. Um, but because of critical, it is still slightly more uh, efficient than the Z6. Um, what did I say earlier? Z6 is 0. 0.056 net hit per points. DLT is uh, 0. 0.058, so slightly more. Um, so what you're paying for is the range four and the keyword, right? Not oh, for sure. much more. Yep, and it's a you know it's a more reliable dice pool because it's got two blacks in there and it's got the critical, so you're not wasting that surge. Um, it's going to be a lot harder to spam though, which is the good news. It is. Yeah, because you're talking about a 66 point rebel trooper unit. Yeah. Oh, you haven't hit 68 point four <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? They don't I'm have red saves. Yeah, they I don't, don't care. That's, that's not the point. I'm trying to fit my 180 plus point hero into every list. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying yeah. to fit my 235 point hero. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Fine. All right. So, so I'm excited about both of these. Um, they both seem like viable alternatives to the Z6, without without right. being like auto upgrades. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what you want, right? You don't want an obvious better choice, right? Um, yeah, I don't think either of them are obviously better. Uh, yeah, but I do think of the two, the DLT is almost certainly the better, better gun. Um. Well, it's definitely like more likely to be useful. It's just that's what I mean. Yeah, I think it's more likely to see play. Right, uh, I agree with you, but I gotta say I have so many builds that are like one point shy, and I'm looking forward to finding that one point and just dropping down to the shotgun. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll probably I'll probably not miss it because I'm gonna operate a squad pretty close anyway. Yeah, that's fair. It lets me like take some other upgrade, like you know, well, I'm one point shy of stims on this build, or oh, I'm one point shy of strict orders on this build. You know, yeah. I, I guess the main question for me is, um, how, how many Z sixes are you taking at the end of the day? Uh, that's the trouble. I think you're probably still still doing about half your core units as Z sixes, and then you know, t- between one to three of these other thingies i feel like three is my absolute minimum yeah for z6s yeah yeah z6s it's interesting to me because uh my experience generally has been that um the dlt and the imperialist is not very good unless you're able to pile on like four or five shots from four or five different dlts or something um I, th- I think this DLT is very different. You're actually looking to kill things. Yeah. Without a name token. Yeah. Yeah. Stormtrooper DLC is really neat aim tokens. Uh, speaking of Stormtroopers, should we talk about the Empire weapons? Yes, we yeah, should. Because cause if you think this range for gun's good, man, <laughs> you're in for a rude week. <laughs> yeah, get a load of this uh, RT-97C. <laughs> Mike, you you want to talk about these? I would love to talk about these. So, have you ever wanted to roll a Stormtrooper dice pool at range 4? If you have, this new gun is for you. 
Um, so what they've done here is they have essentially taken the DLT, um, added two points to it, removed impact, and traded one red die for three white dice. Um, a couple of things to note here. It is more raw hits on average than the standard DLT at range four. Um, I believe it's 0.25 better. Uh, maybe not that much. Um, but yeah, it's, that's it's what it very is. marginally better. Yeah, it's 0.25 better. Yeah. Um, what's more interesting, though, and more relevant to the conversation is that aim tokens are now very good at range four. Yep. Because you can reroll all three white dice in this pool. Um, uh, I think this, at least in the meta we are in now, with no armor really to speak of, except for some places that are running RTs, um, this gun pretty much straight up replaces the DLT. In my mind, um, being able to pretty consistently hit like three hits i don't i don't know exactly what it is with a name token i'm sure that our man kyle here can probably speak to the exact numbers um it range four is way better than an average dlt against infantry it's definitely better through cover because you got double the crit chance with four dice yeah i mean there's that and the fact that you just have you're just rolling a lot more dice at range four i think it's kind of a Imperial Z6 at range four, just how I feel about it. Except the aim tokens are so much better for you. Yep. Uh, I like this gun for two reasons. One, it has a rotary cartridge. <laughs> two, <laughs> it doesn't have impact. <laughs> you know. Um, well, it's it's interesting. I, like I love in this release, it's it's like okay, so if I take the RT97, that's fine now. But what if? all the Empire players start taking RT-97s and then people start taking armor again. Right. What happens when your RT-97 list comes up against like a double land speeder and you don't have any real tools to handle it? Like, you're just hoping for crits. Uh, so yeah, I did in fact run the sim for what that RT-97 looks like at range 4 with an aim token and it's a little over 2 hits, 2.22. So... Not Which too means bad. You kill stuff at range four, guys. Yep. Are you sensing a trend? Range four guns that go through cover. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I, I've more than sensed it ever since the mortar hit the uh, hit TTS. Oh man. <laughs> it's everything is, I told you it would be, isn't it? That thing is nuts. Yeah. It's a girl, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll out. I'm gonna roll out for this crit and then reroll these two dies into a surge. Yep. Yeah. Are you enjoying your life, Rebel Troopers? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That doesn't even account for the suppression tokens. Nope. <laughs> Did it feel like you needed to fire support with it? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it when I'm right. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So there's another gun in here. There is. There is. Yeah, the, the, the T21. Yeah. yeah. In, case, in case you didn't enjoy Stormtrooper white dice enough, they said, hey, guys, if you want to roll some more white dice, here's some more white dice. Uh, so it's range one to three. 
It's got four white dice on it. And uh, it appears to have critical on it. I can't read the number. Is there a bigger screenshot of this? Uh, let's see. What does it say? I don't think so. I think it's just the fuzzy. All right. It's critical one or two. I It's you know, it's two on my monitor. It says two. Okay. So it's notable yeah. that critical doesn't do a ton to this dice pool because they already surged to hit. Right. Um, it, it helps... Means- Keep going. It helps a little bit against cover, um, you know, because it raises your floor, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's 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 pretty good against the armor. It's fine. It's not better than the DLT. It costs more than the DLT. Uh, you know, what? it is better than the DLT against the armor. Really? Yep. Uh, it averages point two more hits, point two more impact. Hit. Excuse me. Point two more impact hits than the DLT does. Even the that accounts for like natural crits on the DLT. Yep. Okay. I stand corrected. It's a little bit better than the DLT against armor. A little bit. Not a lot. It also bit. loses range four. And it's it's more you know that's an average right. It's more swingy because you got to roll those surges right. Yeah, this is like putting a Z six in a stormtrooper unit. Is how I feel about this gun. Yeah. Or uh, what do you call that? The new VAT weapon? I mean, it's literally the VAT weapon, right? It's the same thing. Uh, yep. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. <laughs> it's four points cheaper than the VAT weapon <laughs> on red saves. To be fair. Oh, man, I got to get out of this rabbit hole. <laughs> You're adding it to a pool with white dice instead of... To hit, but that's not true. So, <laughs> so you're right. <laughs> no, I mean the the difference is you're adding it to a pool with white dice instead of a pool with black dice. Right, right. Sure. That's the primary difference. I I'm 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 grasping here, gentlemen. No, uh, you're not, no, no, no. I wasn't being sarcastic. I'm sorry I was, we came I was being sarcastic. Okay, but I wasn't. Yeah. He's absolutely right. The best attacks in this game have like some fairly high quality dice to be their foundations. Yep. Um, yes. like red dice in a stormtrooper pool. Right. You know, yeah. Uh, so we, we already talked about vets. Um, but uh, as far as this thing is concerned, like, are you, what What do you think the reasons to take this would be over like a DLT or now the RT-97? Uh, fun. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, guys. I... If armor is not a thing, I'm taking the RT-97. If armor is a thing, I'm taking the DLT. Period. End of story. We're going to go home for the day. Like, I don't know. Um, it's it's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades weapon, but it's... I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not... It's a little better against armor than the DLT, but you're also sacrificing quite a bit of anti-trooper damage uh, relative to the RT-97. So. Okay, I'm going to apologize for this in-joke. The reason you take this weapon is because that's what the model is on TTS. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, so here's the thing. The one thing I like about my Stormtrooper dice pools is that they're backed up by consistency. If anything, they're consistently hitting a certain amount of hits every time I roll them. Like, I can be pretty sure the red dice in my pool are going to, like, come up as a hit. Uh, this doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I'm with you. 
I think it's so, fine. I, I think I think you could make a case to take it if you you know are doing a lot of heavy cover punch throughs and you anticipate armor. Yeah, um, and I mean it's like good with multiple aim tokens. There's no there's no question about that. But if the thing about it is that it its ceiling is the same as the RT ninety seven C, which is cheaper. Yeah. It's 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 more it's more reliable against cover, but you're right. It's you know it's not like so much better against cover that are you going to pay more for it to drop down to range three? This is what I'll say. This is the situation where I think this gun is good. Is when you're split firing. This gun is great split firing. Yeah, four dice with a critical two. Like, like that's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's super narrow. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably it's it's going to be hard to replace the DLT or the RT ninety seven. I think. With yeah, this. they're, they're right. just super efficient. Yep, they're, they're hyper efficient guns. And I dig it for role playing purposes because you know this is the this yeah. is the stormtrooper from New Hope, right? Like this is the one where they're like hanging out on the uh, dunes of Tatooine, and he like yeah, they're like walking through town. Whatever. They're like walking through town looking for Han Solo and and the Obi Wan and Luke. Yep. Yeah, I mean, as long as we're talking about Tatooine. <clears throat> These all look like sand troopers to me. That's true. If, if there ever were such a thing as a sand trooper, these troopers would be it. I don't know yeah. if that's technically a term. Um, I think but so. They've all, they've all got that like cool shoulder pad that's not quite so sh- like sergeant shoulder pad, but is a little bit more bulkier. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. look at my massive asymmetrical pauldron. Like that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Hey man, it's, it's it's cool points. It is, yeah. Rule of cool. I, rule of cool. Again, I mean, these aren't aliens, but these stormtroopers look a little bit more um, defined than the ones that came out of the core set, which is to be expected. But it, it's it's cool that we've got you know a little bit more finely detailed uh, stormtrooper units. Yeah, stormtrooper and unique don't really go in the same sentence, but look, man. <laughs> <laughs> the sculpts are better. They definitely are. So. Oh, much. I love them. Oh. I love everything about these specialist packs. Honestly, I'm looking forward to fielding them. Yeah, I hope that I can, like you can like. There's a there's a stormtrooper. It looks like he's got binoculars. Um, and he's kind of like looking off into the distance. Um, yeah. I hope I can use him as squad leader. That would be really nice. Like just as like the unit leader. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, you don't you don't want six pointing dudes on dude, your table anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's nice because your stormtroopers always know where to shoot, right? <laughs> but, but unless you face him backwards because you don't want his hand sticking out so it can be shot. You know, that's true. You say that as a joke, but I have to do oh. that a lot. <laughs> like a lot. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Having you know, sniped trooper unit leaders carrying two boxes because I can see their freaking hand. Yeah. yeah. You know. But you know what you can't do is flip Luke upside down so his lightsaber's sticking <laughs> in the ground. Also true. <laughs> You're gonna be able to throw it off to the side. That's true. So uh all right. Should we move on to our next our next bit here? Yes. Uh so I just like well before yeah. we before we go there, I would just like to say that there are surge tokens in all of these packs. We don't know what they're for, but there are surge tokens in all of these packs. Hmm. 
which is interesting to me because that means unless they just randomly toss them in here that stormtroopers are going to have access to surge tokens which means they're going to have dt saves when they have surge tokens and rebels are going to have surge tokens which means they're going to surge to hit which is also very good do you think it's possible that all the uh now that aggressive tactics is a thing that all the cardboard cutouts just have surge tokens in them that would be a letdown kyle that would be <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> You know. It's far too practical for this speculative uh, flight of fancy. <laughs> yes, that we're it, would be, it would be a letdown. However, it would be also reasonable considering they appear to have put uh, three suppression token counters into these packs as well. So, look, I can hope, I can dream a little bit. I just would like to have Death Trooper saves on my entire army. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Well, you can do that with aggressive tactics. I know. Yeah, just trying aggressive tactics and coordinated <laughs> fire. GG, Rebels. You don't even have to do that. You just use comms relays on your mortars. Yeah, um, so checkmate. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, so you guys want to hit our next thing? Our next segment? Yes. Yes. Let's Let do us hit it. it. Let's do it. It's time for Legion 101. Classes in session. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about displacement because there's a lot of tauntauns running around displacing a lot of things. I'm going to complain at a later portion of the segment. Continue. <laughs> what about tauntauns, or about how I phrase that? <laughs> uh, about displacement generally. Okay. Um, it takes a long time. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Oh yeah. Uh, um, so uh, David, you wanna you wanna hit displacement? Sure. So when you displace something uh, before Tauntauns came into the picture, it was generally the province of ground vehicles and repulsor vehicles doing a compulsory move. So uh, as we know, ground vehicles and now uh, creature troopers are gonna have to move along their movement templates, and when the so instead, unit moves along this path created by the movement template. If the base would overlap any trooper mini, it's going to displace those miniatures. And essentially what that means is those displaced miniatures get a suppression, which, you know, is great for you. Um, if you if, if, if they're your opponent's models. If they're your opponent's <laughs> models, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't well, matter whose stuff they are. They all get suppression tokens, whether you well, yeah. run over your stuff or their stuff. Oh yeah, that's important, you know. So you can run over your own stuff and suffer the consequences. Uh, it's really bad when you run over your own minis because your opponent gets to put them back down. Um, yeah, some people I know have learned this the hard way by running ATRTs over their own troopers. That was like my first six Legion games was just like my opponents playing Rebels and putting all their ATRTs behind their dudes because it looked no, cool. No. And, then, oh, no. and then they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go with my ATRTs." Yeah. Anyways. Please continue. So there's three steps to displacement. So, um, so once you determine that you have minis that are going to be displaced by this move that you're doing, you set aside those displaced minis. Um, and if the leader is displaced, then you set aside the leader, marking its original position with some with some kind of token. You need some way to mark where that leader is. So once you figure out that you know which minis are displaced, you then 
move the vehicle, you complete the move with the vehicle, and then there's a third step called placing units, which um, the player that didn't move the vehicle, so your opponent, essentially, if it's your vehicle, or you, if it's your opponent's vehicle, um, gets to determine the position of all the displaced minis. And that's this is true for both friendly and enemy minis. So they, they determine where all these minis end up after displacement. Um, minis have to be placed in cohesion with their leader. Um, but if the unit leader was displaced, it has to be placed within range one of its original position. That's range one, not speed one, range one, which is a pretty big radius. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's absolutely crucial. A lot of folks do that wrong. Um, now, when you displace, you can't put displaced minis back into base contact with enemy minis. So, for example, you can't use displacement to start a melee. That doesn't happen. And then if you displace a miniature, you have to put it back where, on its original elevation rather than changing its elevation. And then once all those um, placements and movements are resolved, then the units that suffered displacement gain, this, gain one suppression. So that's like the, the large picture of how displacement works. And the reason this is becoming extremely relevant now is because creature troopers um, ignore the stipulation that engaged minis can't perform moves. Um, they can do all their movement while engaged. And so this lets them freely run over multiple trooper units at a whack if they so choose. And um, this is this is why displacement is so relevant now, and, and doing displacement correctly is so relevant. Yeah. So the most important, one of the most important things about displacement, as you mentioned, is that whoever's not moving the model is the one that places the minis. So you know, if you displace your own dudes, your opponent's putting them down. If someone displaces your guys with their tauntaun, then you're putting them down. Um, so just keep in mind, you know, when you're moving a model. And you're displacing things that your opponent is going to get to decide where they go. Um, usually, if you are doing like a tauntaun charge on your opponent's lines, you want to try and avoid, if possible, displacing enemy unit leaders. Just because a range one reposition is a pretty big, as you noted, a pretty big range. Uh, so you're giving your your opponent a free range one move, essentially. Not, you know, as you noted, not a speed one move. Range one is like six inches. So, um you know, they get a suppression for it, but if you can just, if you can clip like a non-unit leader, they're not going to get a lot of repositioning out of that because they're just going to be able to do a cohesion. Yeah, the dream setup for Tauntauns is to grab one unit, one miniature non-leader mini with displacement, but then still manage to make base contact with another mini in the same squad. So yep. that way that that defender, or not defender, but that mini that's or unit that's being displaced ends up with one suppression and is engaged. Right. And then get gets uh, rammed by your Tauntaun. Yep. Um, and you can, Tauntauns have a, a speed three move. So that covers a pretty large distance. That's about, with the size of their base, that's a little over nine inches, which is like range one and a half. It's a speeder bike move. Uh, what's that? It's a speeder it's bike a, move. Right. It was, it's the same size as a speeder bike, um, which is, you know, potentially multiple units and they can do that twice and they have relentless. So um, Tauntauns have been terrorizing gun line lists, uh, <laughs> which we were, we're going to talk about in our next section uh, because, you know, they can just run over multiple core units and give them all suppression and then melee one of them at the end. So um, some tricks you can use when you're, when you're like, if, if you have your own Tauntauns or your own ATRTs or soon your own do backs and you're trying to displace enemy minis and cause havoc, 
um, you know, as we mentioned, try not to displace unit leaders. Um, you can actually, you know, when you start a melee, um, units have to snap to the position of the melee. So, like, if you want to reposition a unit, um, you know, like a unit leader off of an objective or something, you can contact. This goes for all melee generally, but it's it's particularly relevant with Tauntauns since they can run over everything. Um, if you contact like a non-unit leader that's not in contact with that objective, the unit leader will have to snap to you and potentially be pulled off the objective. So uh, this works great on evaporators, especially, um, you know, on recover, like if they've got a claimed one that's going to come with them, so it doesn't do you much, but it's great on evaporators. It's great if you're on the edge of like an intercept point or, you know, a breakthrough zone or something like that. Um you can run over the same unit multiple times. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, Stupid. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, creature troopers can reverse. So you can reverse and then go forward or go forward and then reverse if you want. Um, you know, yeah, if your opponent is contents have like reposition anyways, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to reverse. You just, yeah, you know, move, move forward, do a turn, do another turn and go back whatever. the other way. <laughs> whatever. That's silly. Hey, Dubax can do the same thing. Another yeah. reverse thing is important I mean, because you need to get around things that block you, like uh, ground vehicles. Yeah. Or other creatures. Or engaged troopers that are not engaged also with true. you, which is yes, highly you, relevant to this conversation. Right. You cannot actually displace uh, troopers that are engaged. Correct. That are not, that are not engaged with you, as, as Mike was saying. You can't disrupt another engagement with your creature trooper. Yeah. I, so, it's also worth yeah. noting that if you're part of an engagement that is also part... That you have a unit that is not a Tauntaun engaged with it, things get really messy very quickly. So how would that work? Would you run over... Let's say you run over that. Well, you can't run over that unit ever, right? To begin right. with, because it's engaged with a different unit. So right. then you would have to reverse out of that situation. But assuming that they weren't blocked, they weren't like, so, like, so, <laughs> you know, when you cohere around a Tauntaun and you're, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's messy, but. No, I, I get should, what you mean, though. You should envelop the Tauntaun if possible. That's what I'm trying to say. If if when when a Tauntaun melees you, yes. And the reason for that is what exactly? Well, if you're if for whatever reason in melee with another unit after the Tauntaun melees you, which is probably not going to happen, but it, who knows? It might. Mm -hmm. um, the Tauntaun can't go anywhere at that point. Ah, right. right. Yep. It can't stomp those minis because they're engaged with a different unit. It's not the Tauntaun. Right, Correct. so it can't move yep. at all. And <laughs> I don't know, this is kind of corner case, but if it can't move at all, it probably can't get dodge tokens from Agile. <laughs> no, you're, right. you're, you're absolutely right. That is an interesting situation. Super corner case, because your opponent should probably be smart enough not to melee the unit with something else, but you could like force push a unit in there to like lock the Tauntauns down or something. Um there's there's a lot of like narrow corner case situations where that could be a thing that is good for you. Or just, yeah, right. Um, all right, you guys got any more displacement tips other than you know just run over your dudes, your opponent's dudes with your tauntauns? 
don't run over your own stuff. Like, yeah, don't run over your own stuff. Yeah, it's really, real really bad don't. for you. Yeah. Um, and and I think that the one of the bigger things here, and a lot of people figured this out already with ATRGs, is you really got to know what order your units are activating them a lot of the time. Um, yep. With Tauntauns, I think it's a little bit less bad just because they tend to be on a flank or something, whereas ATRGs generally <laughs> are with the army. Mm-hmm. Um, and their bases are smaller. Yes, they're also much smaller. Um, it's also worth noting that you cannot displace a unit with the second Tauntaun model. It must be the original Tauntaun model that moves for the dis- displacement. You cannot like put the second Tauntaun model down like on top of another unit. Right. I'm not yep. sure if we mentioned that, but... Uh, we didn't, but that's important because it, only the unit leader counts. Yeah. Yep. Um, so no no shenanigans. There's already yeah. enough shenanigans going on here. We don't There's a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, no need uh, to throw your, your non-leader Tauntaun into a place where it's going to attempt to fruitlessly stomp on some other miniatures. No need yeah. to do that. Um, I would advise everyone that is listening if you don't feel like you know the the rules for displacement very well read through the rg a couple times because the first few times this happens to you you don't want to be at a tournament because it's going to take a long time to figure out how it should go if you don't know what's going on yep and then the tauntaun's going to turn around and do it again Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yep. and then so, you're gonna have to do it again, and then you're gonna have, have to be able to shoot it because it's yep. gonna be engaged, and then you're gonna have to deal with it again on the next turn. And that's assuming they only have one unit of tauntauns. So, yeah, so know the displacement rules is the news flash. They won't have just one. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Two to two. Try two to three. It's two yep. to three. I think. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, those tauntauns. Speaking of Tauntaun counters, do we want to transition flawlessly to our next segment? Sure. Flawlessly. There's Tauntaun counters. Those exist. <laughs> yes. Well, our next segment's going to be full of information as opposed to being blank. There will be information in it, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Get ready for advanced tactics. All right, so uh, in our tactics section, we're going to talk about countering Tauntauns, and more specifically, uh, well, there's lots of things we can talk about countering Tauntauns, but we're going to specifically talk mostly about linebacker units. Friggin' Tauntauns. The answer to Tauntauns is shoot them. Right, yeah, shoot them a lot. (laughs) Um, Shoot them, especially with things that have Hunter. Or suppressive. Mm -hmm. Or suppressive. Yeah, they hate suppression. They hate suppression. Um, so yeah, Bosk, Death Troopers with Hunter. Um, just about anything, shoot him. So you what know. you're saying is Imperialist hard counter Tauntauns right now? <laughs> That's what um, No, No, because in fact, gun lines are, you know, once they get like amongst your Stormtroopers, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's messy. Um, you know, and like one of the lists we talked about a week or two ago was like a 12 activation Tauntaun list with two Tauntauns, six Z6s, three Snipers, and Leia. So like once the Tauntauns are done messing you up, then you still have to deal with six Z6s, three Snipers, and Leia. <laughs> it's like the lastest of the lasts because you have 12 yeah. activations. Right. So, um, yeah, I actually think 
so one of my calculations for Nova Open is if I bring Empire, you know, the list I'm most comfortable with as Empire is like a Veers Bosk gunline. Um, but I'm not sure it's, you know, as great against Tauntauns as some other lists. It's not also super great against Luke Sabine. Generally speaking, gun lines are weak to aggressive melee lists, depending on terrain, of course. I'm going to have to ask you to play a Reptilian Rampage and then go charge a Tauntaun. <laughs> I actually think that that's a reasonable thing to have happen. Yeah. Um, if, if you've got Enrage active. Right. Yeah. Which yeah, you probably totally. won't, but... <laughs> Bosk is invincible. He does never die. <laughs> Well, I know, well, just, well, if you play him, if you play him, you know, in the sort of hyper conservative last first style that seems to be good, yeah, he's probably unwounded. Seems to be good. You seem to be not sold on that. Do you think well, it's not good? Well, I, Do you okay, want to elaborate? okay, okay, okay. If if I don't seem to go all the way on certain tactics, it's because a I haven't played them myself, and b just because something is popular doesn't mean it's right. So we have to be a little bit open to the possibility that the general public is actually wrong and everyone's playing something wrong. Okay, you heard uh, it here first, guys. Bosk is bad. Let's move on. I didn't say Bosk is bad. I said you have to be open to you have to be open to other ideas. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna withhold my. I'm the. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the king of Bosque last first, so I'm gonna withhold my comments on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't, no, don't withhold. If you're the king of Bosque last first, you need to be sharing all that sweet and juicy information. Well, I did. I wrote a, I wrote a I wrote a 3,400 word article on it. Oh, so <laughs> so you can go to thefifthtrooper.com right now and get all that sweet that sweet info. Yeah. Oh, all right, but we're, there but we go. Anyway, do the same thing with Tauntauns. Right, is is really what we're trying to say here? You know, yeah. you might, David, you may not be used to last first in with Bosk, but let me tell you, you will get used to it with Tauntauns, and it will be great, and you will feel wonderful about it. Yeah. So how much how much distance can they cover in a double move? It's it's just shy of range three, I think, right? Yeah, it's barely shy of range three. It's like less than half an inch shy. So if you last three. first, then basically they can cover range six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That, yeah. seems, that seems good. That uh, seems to be in your opponent's lines by turn two on most deployments. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's excluding no time for sorrows, which we've already talked about. Right. Great with them. Um. So that's yeah, if you positions. <laughs> so so this is this is why we're talking about linebacker units because if your opponent has two to three tauntauns and he has Leia, they're gonna get to you. And you're going to need a plan to deal with them once they do. Um, you might be able to delete one of them with Reptilian Rampage or something like that before they get to you. But some of them are going to get to you. And you got to be able to clean them up before they mess you up. And notably, they're much better than speeder bikes once they get to you if they only have one model left. Correct. Especially if they have tenacity. I mean, just the suppression from one dude running over you alone is a really big deal. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the best parts about Sabine's explosions is that she's thrown two suppression down on your gunline blob. Yeah. And one Tauntaun can do that by himself every turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, York, um, York. 
yeah, two to three tauntauns get up in your grill and you're going to be in trouble. So that's why we're talking about linebacker units. So what do we mean when we when we say linebacker units? Are you asking us or is this a rhetorical question? I think it's a rhetorical question because I think we're about to find out why. I'm well, just no. I mean, if Kyle is going to answer his own question here. <laughs> well, I'm going to eventually, but I want to. I want to hear what you guys think when you hear the term linebacker unit. Well, teacher, I think <laughs> that Imperial Royal Guard are really great linebacker unit. Okay. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you now to paint your ARG with like jersey numbers on the backs of them because because right? <laughs> why the heck not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So linebacker units are really good to fill holes in your list as far as like where the enemy is coming through. They go and they deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. IRG are really good for it. Wookies are pretty good for it. Um, they tend to be higher than courage one units that uh, have short range but are very powerful. You know, and they can react to what your opponent's doing or react to their yeah. aggression in a strong way. I mean, I would argue that um, they're commanders, but Luke and Vader fill these roles pretty well. If Absolutely. They get there. You know, um, they're not strictly linebacker units, but they definitely like go where you need them and then deal with the thing. Um, yep. I think Vader a little bit more than Luke, just because Luke's a little bit more aggressive. But um, but yeah, Luke can make a very capable linebacker unit, especially with force push. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to give credit to my friend Steven for saying this because when we first played Vader, uh, when we first played Legion, he said Vader would play goalie. So he does. Like, to say linebacker, like that's that's Vader in a nutshell, right? That's what he does. He's like kind of slowish. He was already hanging around the backfield anyway because he's a little slowish. And he doesn't, he isn't really threatened necessarily by one attack. <laughs> And so he's this lovely, like, you know, beta strike kind of unit that, like, walks in there after your opponent's already charged you and just cuts things apart. Hey, man, if you want to displace my Darth Vader, you go right ahead. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, love, I love your free movement, right? <laughs> well, and if, if, you're, if you're charging a Vader list with Tauntauns, he's just going to thank you for delivering him his lightsaber. Right, it's like, yeah. oh, oh, lunch uh, delivered itself, you know? Yep, there you go. Um. Yeah, so uh, those are all good examples of, of linebacker units. I think of exactly what you described, right? Something that it's like a counterattack unit. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's a counterpunch. Right. Um, they can they can also, um, you know, if you're on offense, they can also create holes themselves, although they're not quite as good at doing that. Um, their ideal role is to respond to threats, but that's exactly what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about specifically melee threats and tauntauns and soon do-backs. Um, and when they're up in your lines, you know, a unit of Wookiees or IRG can handle them a lot better than your than your core units are going to be able to. It's notable that stormtroopers are a lot better at dealing with tauntauns than rebel troopers. Yeah, because of their armor saves and they have black dice with surge hit and melee. Yeah. No man, uh, the guards are going to charge my tauntauns, roll four hits. I'll dodge two of them and roll two saves. GG. IRG. <laughs> I mean, Tauntaun, after they've moved, are not easy to kill because of Agile, right? Yep. Uh, and two two dodge tokens in melee goes a long way. Did we ever resolve the they get a dodge token off force push? Discussion? They do get a, they do get a dodge. Absolutely, force push. get a dodge token when they get force pushed. Yeah. So don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. 
It's good to, good to note. However, I do think that that's the best way to deal with them. Yeah, I agree. You, you're um, sacrificing a hit in the process, but like, uh, force yeah. push them out of and then kill them. And then shoot the heck out of them because if they're not dead, they're massively suppressed and a single action taunt is a sad taunt. <laughs> yep. A um, single action taunt is a three action taunt taunt, just so that we're clear. Oh yeah, that's true because they reposition <laughs> and move and agile and attack. Yeah, it's okay. like three at least. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, three-ish. That's actually, that's actually four. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know. We'll scratch uh, that. Just, okay, just hope they, just hope they panic because it's all you've got. How about that? There you go. Well, once they're up in your grill, yeah, single action is... I mean, it's definitely better for you than them having two, but... Dangerous over uh, short distances. Yeah, right? Uh, don't forget, if you're force-pushing a, a creature trooper, that you can use reposition to pivot them before you do it. Oh yeah. Also. Um, so that could be important if you're trying to avoid displacing your own guys. You can also displace your opponent's dudes. You can. Yeah. And they get um, to pick where they put them. Yeah. But again, just don't hit their unit leaders, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit narrower, I think, because generally speaking, again, tauntauns are going to be up in your grill and they're, Enemy trooper units are going to be miles away in their hidey holes shooting you at range four, but. Or three, but yeah. No, you've got DLT two now. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's okay. I'm trying to, so at least in my brain, I'm trying to keep this sort of discussion to like pre Nova. Sure. Um, because at least for me, the list building decisions I'm making are just what's legal for Nova. Um, and actually, this is this is my struggle, right? Because a, I'm not sure what faction I'm going to play, um, but b, like if I do play rebels and I want to make a list without tauntauns in it, what does that list look like? Uh, it looks like a list that has a L in the winning column. <laughs> oh, come on, not sure what that means. It means you're going to lose. Right. An L in the winning column. Yes. You mean like in the in the match result column? Yes. <laughs> uh, whatever column that is. Only you wins are in the winning there. column. Yeah, right. If it were wins, it would be a W. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. All right. You think you think I'm crazy to play a rebel list without Tauntauns right now? Um I no. don't think you're crazy. I um Like I said, just because it's popular doesn't mean it's right. I'll say it again, just for Jay. I mean, yes, but Tauntauns the, are really good. The, the struggle I face with Tauntauns is what what are they replacing? Probably Luke, Luke right? The I best mean, rebel piece. <laughs> I could right. see an argument for dropping Leia for a single Tauntaun. Running one Tauntaun with Luke in a uh-huh. efficiency gun line? <laughs> mm. scrunching his face up. Like, yeah, I'm not. I don't uh, like it. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to like it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. So, what what sorts of lists we talked about? Wikis and IRG. What sorts of lists do they fit in? Tauntauns. No, no. Wikis and IRG. Oh, well, Boba goes with IRG. There's a classic Boba Veer's IRG. Well, so here's there. the thing. I mean, it's classic, yeah. But I do think that Death Troopers are just better in that list. Um, at least pre Tauntauns. Well, here's the thing. I think Death Troopers are also a linebacker unit. I disagree. Mm. I mean, 
if paired with Krennic, they've got a great range two dice pool. Um, they have access to two preemptive cards and deploy the garrison and a voracious ambition. You know, they're not going to be able to melee the taunt. Well, actually, they can melee the tauntauns because they have red dice. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can you can preempt the last first because you're deleting the first from that equation, right, with either deploy the garrison or voracious ambition. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue that. I do think that Krennix with DTs is fine. Um, I, and, I, and I think that those two command cards specifically make them much more linebacker units than they would be normally. But, like, I definitely don't think that... Without Krennic, that they function in that capacity. No, I totally agree. They need both of those cards to function like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think, also think that you probably just want Veers nowadays. Maybe not pre Nova, but as soon as Clone Wars is legal and you can get those elect- sweet, sweet electro binoculars on. On our Lord and Savior, General Veers. <laughs> General Veers <laughs> and <aggressive> tactics. <laughs> well, and Electro binoculars, yes. And Electro. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be the token master. Is what 98 he's points of awesome. That's what he's going to need a lot of. You need a lot of tokens. Yes. Yeah. Three aims uh, and four surges. There's, I think a, there's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think they're they're pretty comparable for now, but. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, linebacker units. I mean, I think I think Palpatine is actually well positioned right now. Um, yes. So He's Palpatine well positioned—that's that's his trick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I mean, like as far as Matt is concerned, you know, um, uh, Eric Reha, R one, uh, our beloved R one H four, proved that. Palpatine can do in the right hands just fine against efficiency gun lines, right? Which is essentially what Worlds was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think Palpatine is also uniquely good against aggressive melee units, more specifically Tauntauns and against Luke Sabine. Both because you have IRG in the list and also because Palpatine himself, you know, it's it's not it's not quite as good as Vader with, you know, meat delivery to his lightsaber, but it's not far off. Um no, it, it's interesting because it's like one of those uh, things where you might actually go first with Palpatine um, on like turns one, one or two, or well, probably turns two or three. How about um, how about giving to your anger? Like right. that's like crazy good against Tauntauns. Ah, uh, is it though? It is when they're in because then you say, "Don't go with your Tauntauns. Let me kill them first. No, that's not what it says. I mean, like, I guess if you put it on a unit that's not a Tauntaun, but then there's well, still a That's what I'm trying to say. That's true, but you buy yourself that extra time before See, I, they activate I think, again. I think against Tauntauns, it's actually best on turn one. Oh, to make them go first? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I could see it, but I think, you know, like... Uh, Later game, if you can do a IRG go first and then pull the strings IRG double tap to delete a Tauntaun that's in your lines, um, if you can pull that off, I think you're in good shape. That's also pretty good. I just, I don't know. I think that there's some benefit to uh, staggering the hurt. Yeah, I mean, at a minimum, you're, you know, if you force them to go first on turn one, you're uh, throwing suppression on them probably because they're not going to be able 
be able to or not want to attack your units on turn one. That's yep. fair. Um, and then, um, you know, you're also messing up their last first activation order. Yeah. It's also worth noting in this sweet new Palpatine list we're talking about, Shore Troopers and Mortars fit uh, in Pal- Pal- Palpatine's wheelhouse so well. They do. Entire Legion with aggressive attack. Well, I mean, you can still have Royal Guard, right? I mean, the, yeah, the cool thing about Shores and Mortars is that the pair of them is, uh, what, 18 points cheaper than a two DLTs? And what do we want to save on? 16. Uh, they should but, be one, yeah. Well, no, it's it's 120 versus 130, one, 136. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. 16, whatever. Kyle's good at math, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so you're saving 16 points, but if you do that to if you save 16 points two or three times, Palpatine list like that's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, that's not even to speak of the fact that aggressive tactics is amazing with entire legion, um, and short troopers just generally. Mm-hmm. Eventually, and you'll our... get to a sniper strike team <laughs> by saving those points. Yeah, I mean. Uh, or a I medic. Think, more I think, to the point, it's exactly it's almost exactly the cost of a medic, right? Right. It's pretty yeah. dang close. Yeah. So if you do it once, you know, you pretty much have an extra medic. If you do it twice, you've got, you know, a medic and a half, two medics, mm-hmm. depending on what your overflow is looking like. Yep. Well you got you gotta pay for aggressive tactics too. But yeah, yeah. you need AT on pulp. I think AT on pulp yeah. is the way of the future. Everybody's like, oh a steam leader is steam leader. So the guy's got a three up save, just use it. Yeah. You got medical droids. Just use them. Yeah. And IRG. He really wants AT, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. AT are, is amazing on IRG. You know. Yeah. Um, AT to give guard to give guardian your guardian unit a three up safe. That's like, crazy good. Well, and now there's no cost to guardian off palp unless it's a pierce weapon with royal guard, really, if they've exactly. got search tokens. You know? Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I think you're right. Palp IRG is probably uniquely positioned to to defeat the Tauntaun menace. Hey, do you, do you think IRG have a place in lists that don't involve Palpatine? So I'm yeah. going to say something very probably. People are going to try and burn me down for this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Go I don't think it. IRG deserve a spot in the Palpatine list generally. Whoa. Ooh. Oh, whoa, yeah. I don't think they're very good. And uh, I actually think that for the points you're paying for them, it just... uh, 104 points, I'd rather pay the extra 10 points and just get some DTs up in this joint. Um, Yeah, but you can't give DTs free orders or use Guardian. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Guardian just moves the wounds around most of the time. DTs don't benefit from aggressive tactics. No, they don't. (laughs) They don't, but I also think that you know if you drop Royal Guard out of a um, Palpatine list with Shores and Mortars and Snipers and stuff, it's pretty easy to get up to ten activations. True. Uh, well, you can do ten with Royal Guard. Yeah, I mean you can, but and I'm not saying that that's like strictly better. All I'm saying is that I don't think Royal Guard are very good. Um, so I think the answer to my earlier question of do you use them outside Palpatine is no. Yeah, I mean, I've, look, 
I've played a lot of Veer's Boba with an IRG in there. Um, Luke Cook and, disagrees. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I just, I think that if Luke Cook had access to, like, I don't know. Did, were Death Troopers out at that point? Uh, no, I mean, like, Luke Cook's Neolist specifically. Oh yeah, yeah, he was using with death troopers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was the guy running the token guards with East Ems just to be a, a sure. He didn't win, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, well, he also gosh. wasn't using any snipers, and he only lost one game. So yeah, yeah so. I mean, there's definitely some merit to that. Neo is also a little bit more yeah. casual than we're used to. Um, so, but like Jay's giving me a shit. <laughs> Jay's <laughs> pouting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. IRG are fine. I don't think they bring anything very unique to the table. Um, I, I think IRG I think they're fine. fine. Yeah, I think their tower pit ability and guardian are very solid. Um, I think, but I do generally think that um, Palpatine gives them so many bonuses, especially Entourage and giving you anger. Um, that I think that they are certainly best used in a Palpatine list. Yeah, I mean, they get a lot better to pull the strings. And pull the strings, right. Um, I think it's defensible to use them if you want to do like a, you know, a riff on the old Veers Boba IRG that was, you know, Garn used in Invader League Season 2. Um, you could do like Veers Bosk IRG. Yeah. I actually messed around with that a little bit, um, and it was fine. Um. I think you could do that if you wanted to, but I, I definitely think that, um, you know, if you want to feel the IRG, they're definitely best with Palp. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some merit to them in a little bit more of an aggressive boss list where, you know, maybe you're not last firsting all day long where they can actually guardian the shots off them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right, so let's talk about Wookiees. Um, what kind of rebel list do Wookiees fit into? Luke Leia. All of them? Duh. <laughs> Not all of them. Yeah, I don't know about all of them. I definitely think they're... So I run them with Luke Leia. I think Leia is kind of a necessity for Wookiees. Because of no time? Yeah, no time and... and... In some, you know, save our skins in some ways because you get the little double tap thing. Not for not for inspire, but just to have the ability to activate twice in a row. Yeah, and get them in there. I mean, I just like them with no time. That's really all all that matters. I also like them uh, with my ally. Yeah, feeding them my a dodge. It's because their save is crap, so dodges are really good on them. Yep. Um, yeah, so I run them in a 10 activation list with Luke and Leia. Um, you know, you got to drop a sniper for that. So you've got two snipers and then um, like five Z6s with a medic. That's all you really need is two snipers. Three's a, three's a snowboard commitment. Like Rebels, Rebel snipers miss enough that three is too many. Uh, in my opinion. So I, so I played a practice match actually against Mr. Luke Cook um, oh, yeah. last week. Um, and I ran, he was running double bounty and I was running 10 activation that list that I just described 10 activation Wookiees. Right. Um, I knew it was decent against like Luke Sabine and Tauntauns. I wanted to see if it was good against like a gun line list. Um, 
I actually ended up winning that game by the skin of my teeth, but I definitely missed that third sniper and I definitely missed that sixth Z6. Hmm. Like it, you're you're not going to trade efficiently, you know, if you get into an attrition war. Was he playing? Um, what was he playing? Just double bounty, all DLT, all sniper. Yeah, it was like the screw tape garn uh, sploosh version, which is you know a generic officer, both bounty hunters, oh, yeah. a bunch of DLTs, and and triple sniper. Yeah, you're, you have just a little bit too much soul. So, so it was you know like I I decidedly lost the attrition battle. I was blue on Vaps. And he deleted a Z6, and I was basically put on offense. Oof. Um, and like, Man, Kyle, Wiki th- that's been happening a lot lately. Yeah, you gotta stop doing <laughs> <Watch> that. <me. laughs> I know. <laughs> um, except this time, uh, Luke and the Wookiees basically pushed a VAP like all by themselves and tagged it. Um, and I got the victory point win. Of course they did. But it was, I mean, Wookiees take a lot of fire. Like, if they're in cover, it takes forever to kill them. Yeah, I mean they're the best unit pretty much ever to have in heavy cover. Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, because I I need to apologize to one of my RPQ opponents. <laughs> Good for that exact reason. What's he that? He put his Wookies in heavy cover, and I had two officers Z6s slap him for seven hits at a time and do like ten wounds. Oh, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean like, it sounds to me like you got lucky. I, I may have gotten really lucky. Yes. Great. You also don't want to make it so that they're like the only thing that to shoot at. Right. <laughs> of course. Like it's not just run them into heavy cover, please. They are going to but, die. <laughs> but my point is they can take a lot of fire. They can push if you need them to, and they're pretty good against Tauntauns. Um I'm you know, and they've got a good good ranged attack with Pierce if you can get them to range too. I like those games where they try to advance on you and then you force push them into the Wookiees or towards the Wookiees at least. And then the Wookiees are like, surprise, and jump at them. Yeah, I don't know. I like Wookiees less than I like Rogard. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, sorry. <laughs> that, came, that, that came out like, Wookiees are trash. Um, in this specific circumstance, I think Wookiees are a lot worse than Rogard. In the um, circumstance being as a counter to Tauntauns or, yes, or what? Yeah, I think Tauntauns deal with Wookiees a lot more, a lot easier than they deal with guard um mainly because of the difference in save tauntauns don't really care about cover because they're either shooting you with sharpshooter or they're meleeing you in both of those situations you need your saves to like actually carry the day um and wookie just kind of shut down to that i feel like the wookies could still smash them like let let's let's do like a thought experiment, right? So let's say your tons are all in there, two dodges that hit the Wookies, you ram, you know, you're gonna get like five or so hits off a of ram. Yep. That's only one that's only like one and a third Wookiees or whatever. Assuming they didn't get shot the turn before. Right, and assuming they didn't get any saves. Yes. So uh, or guys assuming they got like a good like average save, right? Which is like sure. one on the four hits or whatever. So the Wookiees are going to swing back at you with like seven dice. You have two dodges. You know, maybe they aim swing because they're already in your face. Are Wookiees are what? Are they are they black black black, black with search black, hit? Black. Yeah, they're nasty. Yeah, it's it's between four and five hits. It's yeah. almost like getting hit by a flamethrower from a snowtrooper. Oh. It's pretty bad. Even with your double dodge, you're probably going to lose a ton if you don't save. With against six hits. 
Oh, I got seven hits. Why are you getting uh, seven hits? Because you only got three Wookiees after you. You have tenacity. For the yeah, I think hit. it's probably. I think it's probably. I think it's probably five or six. Yeah. Okay. So you might not lose a Tom, but you know, let's say you took a wound, for a glancing hit, and took a wound earlier. It's. It's. It's not. I mean, you definitely like don't want to put your Wookiees in a position to get charged by the Tom. Right. But even, <laughs> but, even if, but even if you do, you've got a pretty good chance of doing major damage to the Tons. I mean, it's better than you know losing a single Wookiee on a Tauntaun charge. Is better than losing like four Rebel troopers. Yeah, or, or the entire unit, which is happens. Right. It does happen. Tons get the six hit. They get the perfect roll. You know, they don't even need to roll perfect. They need four hits and ram, and they've got six hits, which is ceiling. They hit the ceiling like immediately as long as you ram. Yeah. So I mean. I think you're right. I think generally, like as far as receiving damage from Tauntauns, IRG are more likely to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and IRG are a much more efficient target for medics also. It's also worth noting that their offense is also significantly better than Wookiees with surge tokens. Yeah, once you start talking about surge yeah. tokens, for sure. And plus yeah. you got the pull. This is the danger of pulling the strings to get double hit, you know, if you're running with Palpatine behind them. Yep. Like there you that go, everybody. Gives, Evidence yep. Imperials win again. That gives the that gives the uh you know, that gives the Tauntaun something to think about. And I mean we knew Pop was uh, easy already. I mean the walking trash can went through and you know, out worlds with Palpatine. I mean Oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh man. Boy. We're gonna shut this down That's... before it goes any farther. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So, you guys are you guys are co-casters for Team League. We so. are, we are. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, good. It's good natured. Trust me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning the elephant in the room. And we already talked about dobacks. Don't mean the doback. <laughs> um, snipers are really good against tauntauns on the way in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they ignore their dodges and they give them suppression. And they don't really care about the suppression on them generally right so just you know keep that in mind um you know snipers are good we all know that but uh you know if you can get two or three sniper shots into a squad of tauntauns before it makes its way in you can easily take one out before it hits your lines yep yeah combine that with the bombard from layer of ears and they're easily down at Tauntaun. Yeah. So, you know, um, snipers clearly aren't linebacker units, but uh, they are special forces that are uniquely suited to dealing with things with dodge tokens. Well, and that's part of why I think, at least as far as Tauntaun counters are, con- are concerned, I think Palpatine, again, is well positioned just because you can take three snipers and a linebacker unit in an IRG. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heaven forbid those snipers yeah. have Hunter on them. Just, I know, right? You can just run Reha's Adepticon list. Right? Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I've never played Pelt, but I'll maybe I'll just show up to Nova Cold and play Palpatine. <laughs> uh, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. If there's one list in this game you don't want to play Cold, it's Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely speaking, yeah. Like, like, no. Seriously. No, I'm I'm not I'm not going to show up to Nova with a Cold list. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> that would be crazy talk. But that's why I'm talking about Wookiees, because I've played a lot of Wookiees. Um, but anyway, all right. You guys got any more linebacker thoughts? 
Well, it seems like we're going to be talking about linebackers more in our next segment. So no. Um, so do you guys want to kick that to next week? Uh, so I don't know. Already... It sort of feels like we've been talking for a while, so we can we have that. been. Yeah, I'd, I'd vote we kick it to next week. We we had a two hour long episode last week, so yeah, Royal Guard aren't uh, good anyway, so we can kick it to next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, I do not agree, but uh, anyway. Well, That's so fun. we will push the exploration. How, how many times uh, have you guys played Royal Guard in a tournament? In a tournament? Yeah. Uh, with or against? With. Zero. Zero. Oh, really? You don't say. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> hey, a triple Royal Guard list won a competitive RPQ. I I, and I do think that there is, there is probably value in a skew, but uh, generally speaking, uh, there will be... I don't know. I like him. I like linebacker units. All right. Uh, so hopefully folks at home were taking a shot every time we took, said linebacker on this episode. Linebacker. <laughs> you guys got any final thoughts? Oh, one more thing to plug uh, slash briefly discuss. Um, there's a... Uh, so um, James Steele, the TO for Nova Open, has put together a Word doc basically that describes the terrain that's going to be at Nova Open. Um, and the short version is it's going to be more dense than last year. Well, let's hope so, so because there was nothing on the boards last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not like a super high bar, but it does sound like... Um, so we'll make the, the document will be posted in various places um, and we will also post it ourselves in various places um but uh essentially it it says that the train will be more dense uh that they took specific consideration for things like um you know range four units and snipers uh and we'll be doing more line of sight blockers and more variety and stuff like that so right the point is that they've listened uh, to your concerns and by you i mean that's the, the general public right that seems that's the tone that i'm getting from no, this he document. means you specific listener it's your fault <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad that they are, and it's all custom built by Nova open. So, um, It'll yeah, be- I'm excited. I, uh, I'm optimistic. Um, you know, I know there were a lot of questions that folks had about the terrain given what happened last year and it sounds like they're trying to address that proactively this time. Look, so man, I, the only thing I care about is those sweet alt arts. Uh, yeah, they are pretty sweet. Well, you got an invite already. I so. do. You're right. <laughs> you know, there's a plane ticket at stake, though, too. I'm aware, but, you know, whatever. I mean, if we both lose, we're just going to drive in my car. So Yep, which means I don't have to drive, <laughs> so it's almost like flying, right? <laughs> almost. almost. That's the speed I drive. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I obey all traffic laws. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Me too. <laughs> All right. So we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm David. And we will see you next week. Join us next week for another episode of the Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production. 